Hey guys, it's uh, Josh from Crotchhammer here, and um, you're listening to episode 54 of Mortally Wounded. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> Welcome on the show, as you, as everyone can hear. That's uh, we got Joshy G uh, as a guest today of Crutchhammer fame and also Orange Juicer fame. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the Orange Juicer? Is, are you still the Orange Juicer, or is that have you moved on to your solid Crutchhammer oh, now? I'm I'm solid Crutchhammer now. Um, yeah. The the other boys from the Orange Juicer team wanted to concentrate on 40k. Um, okay, yeah. So was that joined. was that an orange juice joke? They wanted to concentrate on it. Uh, <laughs> no, but it is now. <laughs> um, so yeah, they they jumped over to a different club, and I was like, well, the boys and I had a group chat, and we decided to make a, a new club. Yeah, sweet, cool. And um, also joining us tonight, we have Craig Anderson. Craig, how you going? Yeah, not too bad. Pretty good. Welcome to Hello. the show. It's good to be here. Long time yeah. listener, first time caller. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm excited. I'm excited. I've like obviously I know both you guys and you've come <laughs> to slaughter and stuff, but like I'm keen to kind of hear more about you guys as well and um your hobby and yeah, it's gonna be cool to kind of do this over the next few months really as we kind of do this tale of four gamers and see all these armies come together. So yeah, I'm I'm quite excited about this. So. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's gonna be a good couple of months, I think. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of exciting. Yeah, so for um, people listening for the first time, um, the four of us have d- decided to get together and uh, do a Tale of Four Wargamers. So what does that entail? So if a four, Tale of War, Four Wargamers, it's a pretty common sort of theme um, in the hobby world, like you've seen, seen plenty of times in White Dwarf magazines. I know the Heralds have done Hobby Heralds uh, series and things like that. So, um, yeah, we thought we'd give it a go and um, put the word out uh, and see who – wants to get involved, and so Josh and Craig both um, very quickly jumped on it. So, yeah, here they are. We're on the show with us now. So um, the idea is we, have, we all pick a, a new army that we want to do, and we kind of um, we, we sort of start from scratch or, you know, r- relatively from scratch and build the armies together, keep each other motivated, um, and we do like sort of a periodic kind of blog or post, like updating everyone on our progress kind of thing and, yeah, it's just kind of something um, we decided to do, and it's a good way to kind of keep keep ourselves motivated and moving. And you know, sometimes it's um, the hobby mojo can uh, get a bit low at times, especially when there's not as many events like to get to, or if you're not really working to any kind of deadline, then it's sort of this is kind of another way to keep you, keep the whip cracking, <laughs> kind of thing. Basically, so. that's that's James's <laughs> long winded way of saying this was the only way he was ever getting his fucking lumineth painted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm just I just keep like adding death units to my you know my existing death army. So I've actually got a I've got a unit of twenty skeleton warriors on the table and another vampire lord and a white king for the um the Galician champions, um GHB, which has just come out. So. Yeah, I'll be doing that at the same time. <laughs> I'm gonna try and get them ready for um, War Under the Mountain. But um, yeah, for for Tale of Four Gamers, it'll be for me. It'll be Lumineth. Uh, what about you, Chris? What are you gonna do? Have you decided yet? Or now's um, now's, now's the moment of truth. Let's do it. Let's roll that dice. Um, yeah. yeah, I have decided, and I last minute I think I've changed my mind, and I'm gonna do Slaves to Darkness. Oh, Slaves of Darkness. Okay, yeah, awesome. But it will be a bit of a different, a bit of a different list. But we can each go into that in detail. But yeah, I'm going to be yeah. doing Slaves, Slaves to Darkness. 
Awesome. Um, Joshy, what are you going to do? What, what's your plans, mate? Yeah, let me just, I've got a base here. I'll flip the base. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I'm doing Slanesh, apparently. Slanesh? <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> I was yes. going to do Bok, um, but I painted it. Uh, I built a star collecting today, and it was hell. So, oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, be- <laughs> best of all, can just get in the bin. <laughs> um, so, so not, not, yeah. not a great kit. <laughs> No, nah, not at all. So looking at that, I'm, yeah, I'm going to smash out some Slanesh. Wicked. All right. Okay, Slanesh. So we got um, so we got Lumineth, we've got uh, Slaves of Darkness and Slanesh. And Craig, what are you going to do, mate? Um, I've already started, but I'm doing Cruel Boys. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. The new boys. The, the new bad boys. Yeah. Actually, they're good. not that new anymore, are they? <laughs> They've been around no, for a while now. <laughs> coming up to two years. Jeez, is it really two years? Yeah, they're just not one of those armies that you've saw for a big chunk of their release at the start. Yeah, yeah, they they did come out like just as COVID started. So. Yeah, yeah, with the new, with the third edition, wasn't it? With the the box yeah. set. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Great. So we've got um yeah, Lumineth, Slaves, Slanesh, and Cruel Boys. Um, do you want to go round? We'll just do, like, before we go any further, um, just want to throw it to you, Josh, if you just want to give our listeners um, just a bit of, an, like, an introduction. I've already sort of touched a bit on Crutchhammer and stuff, but, like, yeah, just give us give a bit of introduction of who you are, um, what you're about in the hobby, and, yeah, just kind of how you got to got into it and all that kind of thing. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no worries. So uh, I first got into the hobby in uh, 2000, so I was a little fella and... My dad took me to a hobby fair, uh, and back in those days, GW used to send their red shirts out to rural towns, mm. and um, yeah, I ended up packing, like, picking up a, a three-pack of uh, Shadow Warriors, High Elf Shadow Warriors. Oh, nice. So yeah. um, I've still got them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever throw them out. Um, and then, yeah, sort of Lord of the Rings came out in 2001, and I sort of rode the coattails of that for, or right up until probably 2007. Um, And then, yeah, I had a couple of years out of the hobby. I was just playing a lot of footy and living the life, I guess, (laughs) doing (laughs) it. Uh, And I sort of got back into it in about 2011. Um, You know, I was an apprentice and didn't have much money to do anything, so I bought a set of Warhammer and started So you thought you'd get into Warhammer. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bought another set of Warhammer, started painting it up, and I was like, well, if I can't afford to, you know, sort of go out, I'll buy some Warhammer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then it just never stopped. <laughs> Make sure I can never afford to go out again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, it keeps you out of trouble, doesn't it? Kind yeah, of. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Tries to. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it's been me. I sort of uh, been playing AOS since it dropped. Um, actually, Maddie Maddie Holt down at Belco. Yep. Uh, I was living in Canberra at the time, so he sort of sucked me back into AOS um, after the old world died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I haven't left. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to Maddie. What a legend. Local legend. Yeah. <laughs> He's, pillar, he's the pillar of the community, that guy. 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. And um, so what armies have you been painting up until now? Oh. So what have you – yeah, how many how many armies have you got? Or, I would yeah, be sitting on close to – I'd be I'd be on 11 armies now. Jeez. Um, I just 11 buy armies. Army. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just buy armies and paint. And, yeah. Uh, it's sort of – oh, I, I buy sets and paint and then it sort of adds up over time to – yeah. To an army. Um, my favorite armies are probably Cities of Sigma, uh, Free Guild, just from the old fantasy days. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, like, Soulblight, I guess. I don't know. Legion. <laughs> I still call them Legions of Nagash because I still love oh, yeah. them. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> I've still got uh, Morgasts and Arcan and everything. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So I've been able to take Arcan in a Soulblight list. Oh, same. It, yeah. it was honestly the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what I just sort of I prefer to paint over competitive gaming, but yeah. I still ten tournaments, get on the beers. Yeah. Yeah, have we a good can. <laughs> that's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sick. All right, yeah, thanks, awesome. man. And how and, about um, you how about you, Craig? Do you wanna give us a bit of a background into yeah, your journey into this wonderful hobby that we all do and kind of what you've done in the past i guess yeah like um i mostly started like playing card games and stuff in high school and then um right as i graduated year 12 i basically started uh 40k like that weekend like i finished my final hsc exam on a wednesday and saturday i was i was in there buying necrons (laughs) awesome so i've been going going strong since 2009 yeah, nice. I just yeah. just realised oh, wow. it's going on fourteen years in November. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> and you're from you're you're in Sydney, yeah? Yeah, yeah, uh, like Southwest Sydney. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, which uh, which is your um, games workshop? Like, which which shop is your sort of home, your spiritual home? Uh, I've been lucky that I'm I'm sort of like in between two. So they're yeah. they're, they're um. Both, both are like ten kilometers or nine point nine kilometers away. So, I get yeah. I I basically pick whichever one I feel like at the time. But, um, so is it is one of those Liverpool? Yeah, yeah, Liverpool's the main one at the moment. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> With Deke, where, uh, see Deke a lot up there. Oh yeah, he's he's always there. Yeah, <laughs> <Except> <laughs> I'm there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, cool, awesome man. And what's your main, like, what army, where you said, obviously, Necrons got you into the 40k side of things. What brought you across to, like, were you a fantasy player or did you just start playing, like, Sigma? No, like, I, um, I played a little bit of fantasy, but I genuinely hated it. Like, I'm like, I don't want to play this. Like, I, I played, like, three or four games. I'm like, no, that's it. So it wasn't until, like, <laughs> just before second edition that I, like, finally, I had given up on 40k and started focusing on Age of Sigma. Yeah, cool. What was it kind of drew to Age of Sigma? Was it um just because it was they'd moved on from like like as a round bases something you're a bit more familiar with 40k? Is that kind of helped that kind of help you into it a little bit? But it was more about like the army diversity. Like yeah, every 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 single army is like that little bit different, and even inside the army, there's like little sub factions that are completely different to the rest of it so yeah yeah 
Yeah, cool. So which um which factions have you um mainly collected then? So I the first faction I got for um Age of Sigma was um the Ever Chosen. Like before they were, before they were combined back into Slaves to Darkness was Ever Chosen. Yeah. Chosen. Right. yeah. Battle I <laughs> Didn't we play a game once? Um might have oh, been yeah. was it Sydney GT or um Border was, War, um, I think. Was it Border Hall of Heroes. Hall of Heroes. Yeah, yeah, and you had all like the Varangard and Archeon. Yeah. You were running yeah. that list for a while, weren't you? Yeah, that's for right. A long, yeah. long time. First yeah. time I yeah. saw that list was um at a is it Games GameCube Paramount? Uh, uh, GameCube yeah. Paramount? Yeah, it's GameCube. Yeah. Back in twenty nineteen. Yeah. That was it. That was a good list. <laughs> yeah. I think I think you I think you gave me a sound beating that day. <laughs> if I remember correctly, <laughs> you just had a little bit of opening, and that, that was big enough for free yeah. guard. So I just, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I just handed you the game. <laughs> just handed it over to you. <laughs> they, they were very like a hit or miss army. Like they were either like like turn two, basically yeah. you know, who, who's winning or not. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, Arcane definitely like just distracts you. It's like you distract everyone with Arcane, and then just send in the Varen guard to do all the work. Yeah, although, although Arcane was pretty, he, he does a lot of work on his own, though. Yeah, like even even before Slaves to Darkness, they were like they were pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so where did and the then, um, where did the Tomb Kings love come from? Because I I'd assumed you were an old school fantasy player from like Tomb Kings. No, I um, I was working right when the uh, at the um the Games Workshop in Campbelltown when they. They first announced that they were, the Tomb Kings were going um, made to order, like well, not made to order, last chance to buy, Le- like legends, and like, and stuff, yeah. They're phasing mm-hmm. them, like the phasing the models out, and I'm like, I really like the that one, um, the Anubis, the Shabdi. So um, I'm like, I'll, mm. I can't, I can't, can't um, buy one until my shift ended. And by that time, it all sold out. So I'm like, oh, oh no, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, so I Sneaky one to the side for yourself. <laughs> nah, no, especially on the web store. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, um, I managed to do a trade for some Necrons for some like new in box, like uh, Stalkers, Sphinxes, and a couple of Tomb Guards. And then, that's the basis of my um, when I started them in Age of Sigma, but. Um, yeah. Now that they've been legended, I'm like, I've got to find a way to keep them going. So, <laughs> yeah. I, so I got my original Tomb King guy on foot, and I ma- made him he's made him on uh, Liege Cavalos. It's like my conversion idea, just to reinvent him. And I'm like, this is a cool idea. And I just it's the whole army from there. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so for um, uh, listeners who aren't familiar with Craig's work, he's uh, yeah, he's done an incredible amount of converting uh for his bone reaper army and it's all very like much tomb very tomb king-esque um build you know he's built massive um display board which is on which was on display at um cancon um was one of the contenders for the uh coolest army and um yeah like i think you're also a um a veteran from cine gt as an aos influencer award receiver yeah yeah as uh, join, joining the uh, <clears throat> joining the likes of me in that um, particular Hall of Fame, <laughs> I think I'll, I think I won that trophy one year. One year, um, but yeah. So yeah, um, for people who 
who um, haven't heard of um, Craig, but yeah, go check him out. Um, so you got Instagram, Craig? Yep, I am. Um, I guess Instagram is a bit weird with usernames. Uh, <laughs> uh, dark or DRK underscore ever chosen. Yeah. Yeah, so go, go check out D-A-R-K underscore ever chosen and you'll be able to see what, we, what we're talking about with all the conversions and um yeah for craig's army it looks it's in, insane yeah. so everything yeah. has been like kitbashing in like a, at least a little way um it's only like uh the burn like the shrieker the endless spell that i haven't converted at all yeah cool awesome <laughs> all right um mm-hmm. josh yet Josh, have you got you got an Instagram or somewhere you put your hobby up as well? Uh I do have Instagram. I don't use it very often, but um, yeah, there is hobby up on there. <laughs> I'll describe yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the username. Hang on, and we'll chuck these in the show notes anyway. But um, yeah. Uh, so it's just JG one five two nine two. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, nothing major, <laughs> but there's, there's a bit of hobby on there. <laughs> Everyone I'm, get assuming, get I'm assuming your birthday is the 15th of February 92. <laughs> it certainly is. Yeah. <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> that's also the password to everything that he's like. <laughs> no, that's with, a, with an exclamation mark at the end. Yeah. You're going <laughs> to have special characters now. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Cool. So thanks, thanks so guys. Thanks for introductions. Um, yeah, so what do you want to do now? So we'll talk about, okay, um, what I'm doing. Every, everyone will, yeah, run through, obviously we've said what armies we're going to do, but kind of mm. go into detail of like what our, whether there's a specific list in mind or whether you're building or the aim is to do a whole collection, like what your hobby goals are for this project. Are you doing it just because it's your next army and you're going to do it the same way you always paint or are you going to try and paint something like try new painting techniques or are you going to do conversions or whatever it might be um and yeah just kind of talk fully about what your inspiration is or goals are for this this project and and stuff would be cool so james i i want to know from you like what your goals are and paint scheme and everything in mind for your for your lumineth because i know you started them but obviously you just did the 10 wardens and then stopped so i'm curious to know if like you didn't gel with the scheme, so you want to do a new scheme or something like that, or you just need to crack on with it. Yeah, so the Lumineth, I've decided to Lumineth because um, I've always I've always liked the High Elves from the um, Old World. I've read most of the, the books um, about the about Ulfwan and um, the Phoenix King, Te- Teclas and Tyrion, the End Times story um, with with um, from their angle. Um, and um, you know, with um, Malakith, really love the Malakith story, and just the general Ulthuan story, um, Shadow King, you know, all that stuff. I really loved loved all that. So um, some of the first models I bought when I was, you know, young teenager, fourteen, was uh, I think it was a box set of um, High Elf Arches. It was like one of the first things I ever tried painting. Um, don't know where they are now. Wish I still had them. <laughs> um, but I remember the Shadow Warriors from that time too. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're awesome models. Um, but anyway, so that was kind of like my foundation. And the Elves obviously are sick because, you know, Lord of the Rings um, really 
put a new sort of spin on elves. Like, you know, to, growing up, it's like elves were the guy, little sort of imps that would help um, Santa bring, you know, make presents every year or something. <laughs> but, um, yeah. like, when I read Lord of the Rings, like, elves are like these, like, sort of supernatural, almost supernatural, like, immortal beings with all this power and, like, martial might and wisdom and all this kind of really cool stuff, which was just, just blew my mind um, when I first, like, came into contact with it and yeah so this is kind of comes from that um place i guess like admiration for that for the elves as a race i know they get a lot of hate (laughs) but um but i think they're cool um so yeah i want to really get um scratch that itch and um pay homage to the elves and what what better army to do it with than lumineth so um i do like the how they've got the, you know, you've got your spearmen, your, your archers and your, your cavalry, which is kind of like harkens back to like the old high elf times, um, like, you know, the world that once was and all that. Um, so I like that aesthetic. I like that kind of, um, that kind of feel. Um, I've just finished reading the, the, the book, like the new book that's come out. So I've read through all the lore, all the, um, all the war scrolls, everything. I've read the book from cover to cover. And um, I've already got some list ideas um, for the army, but um, I've gotten most of my models. Like I wanted to crack on with these about three years ago. <laughs> so I was like, th- I was thinking like, it's like three Christmases ago, I got a whole bunch of Lumineth um, stuff uh, from family <laughs> for Christmas. I said I wanted Lumineth <laughs> and they've pretty much just sat in boxes or uh, since. <laughs> so I think other things just distracted me like i Obviously, my death army painted another death army instead, pretty much. So, um, but uh, yeah, so got the Lumineth out um, this time last year. Actually, um, local shop um, Golden Games put on a kind of like a slow grow um, kind of thing. With um, the intent was to everyone to start a new army and um, yeah, have it painted in time for a little mini tournament. I think it was in March or April or something like that, and. I think I got one unit of um, Oralan Wardens painted and the rest of it like built and primed, but that's about as far as I got. <laughs> um, and then, you know, just went back to painting death. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I wanna, I've got all the models and they're just sitting here primed, just sitting here looking at me. So I've put them in the cabinet, got my painted unit. Um, so I've got a Teclas to paint. I've got a uh, Spirit of the Mountain um Calitha, so yeah, so yeah, Scenario Calitha, um, Stone Mage, Stone Guard. I've got some Sentinels and already painted some Wardens, as I yeah mentioned. Um, and and I've got all the um in the spells. Um, you know, I've got some of the uh, the Dawn Riders. <clears throat> but um, I've since since the new JHB came out, um, I've written a list sort of based around the um, Galician veterans. So um, I just put in an order and received an order this week. Um, put in a Gap Games. Um, got the <laughs> got a, a Calligrave. Got myself an Enlightener. Um, got the Lord Regent um, box and another box of um, Sentinels. And got the Vanguard box as well. So just to bulk out the Wardens and the Sentinels. Um, and um, get some of the Blade Lords. I think the Blade Lords are sick. Oh, they're um, so, <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I've got – that's pretty much it. So I'm going to – yeah, so I've got the Blade Lords to add 
So um, the goal is to try and get as much as all this painted as possible, but I do have a list that's sort of tailored to the Gleeson veterans. So I've got the um, the Sharpshooter um, Battalion with the three tens of Sentinels. Um, I've got a Gleeson uh, Champions Regiment with the, um, I think I made it my um, uh, Enchanter, oh, sorry, Enlightener, and a unit of the um, Blade, the Blade Lords. Um, and yeah, the rest is going to, uh, like a battle regiment pretty much trying to fit all that. So bring down the drops a bit. Um, so it'll just be like two units of, um, wardens, two units of, oh yeah, I've said the sentinels, but two units of wardens, um, Calathar, Calagrave, Enlightener, and a Spirit of the Mountain and a Stone Mage. So if the list I've, I've written for the Gleeson veteran, oh, sorry, for Gleeson champions doesn't have the Stone Guard unit in it, but I'd still want to paint, still want to paint them because I've got them. And also I've got one of the Star Shard Ballistas. Um, and yeah, if I can get to it, I think I'll save Techless till last. So it'll be my like centerpiece model. Um, but he's not in my, he's not in my, um, GC, um, list at the moment, but I've, I've got him there. So, um, yeah, obviously got the Shrine Luminor as well. Yeah. So I just, it's sort of just, Collecting, collecting the army. I've sort of gone down the Venari and the Sinari and the um, the Alarith uh, factions, or like um, keywords. Sort of ignored the Hurricane um, side of it, um, and I'm going to go with um, a Sayar um, nation because I like the well on paper the extra um, Ether Quartz for each unit yeah. seems like a seems like a good option. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to go with that. I think you'll fit uh, right in with Crutchhammer lads, mate. Um, there's, there's like five of us with Luminous armies these days. Yeah, cool. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, at least you're not playing the Lumineth Castle with Techless. So, uh, Blake McLaughlin's yeah. probably going to bring that to slaughter. So, <laughs> oh yeah, really- I definitely. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, go, mate. Oh, uh, Blake's yeah, really leaning on the um, the whole idea of Crutchhammer in the. We can't play AOS without certain crutches. Uh, so he played Corn with Scarbrand continuously, and now he's gone into the Lumineth Castle with Teclas. So <laughs> he lives up to the name. You got to, you got to own that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's pretty, that's pretty much it. I've got a, oh, the list has also got some Haitian twin stones and the Sanctum of Amon Tok. Amon Tok. Yeah, so the idea is like to really sort of boost up the Enlightener. Um, so I'm making her the general. Um, I'm giving her um, the silver wand for the extra spell um, cast. So she's a three cast wizard now. Giving her law master so she knows extra spells. So, um, and she, I think she's got that chance to, um, where she can, what is it? She's on a three up, she can it cast a spell Duplicate again. Duplicates a spell. Duplicates yeah. a spell. Yeah. So. Um, so I've put Ethereal Blessings, which is the, um, you know, the Ignore, ignore end. Mo- modifiers, um, the Speed of Hish and um, Protection of Hish. So if I can, you know, sort of meet those out, if I can kind of get multiples of those out, that'd be cool. That kind of like will be some good buffs for the army. I want to sort of bunker her around near a, um, put her in the Sanctum of Amontok. Amontok. Um, I don't know if that's a good choice or not, but I'll give it a go. Um, seems like, seems cool. Um, so she'll just sort of plant herself somewhere central and just sort of yeet out the um, the buffs if she can. Um, I've given her the aspects of the champion um, enhancement um, fueled by Gurish Rage, which is essentially a 
Lumineth ability. I think it's an artifact or one of their abilities in the the book anyway. So it's like these the GCs of so she's getting that as well. So the feel like Gerish Rage as if when she if she gets slain, I think it's on a three up, two yep. up, three up. Three um, up. yeah, ignores the wounds and heals D three. So I've given that to her as well, just for a bit of bit of extra. Um, whether or not that's the right choice, I don't know. We'll find out. It's probably going to change about ten times before I actually get it on the table. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of that's surely my general um, stone mage will he'll wander around with um, the spirit of the mountain because um, they synergize. Um, Sentinels will be you know killing heroes. <laughs> yep. And I can't remember what the Calgrave does. Um, yeah, I put the Calgrave with the Glacian command actually. Um, but I have to look, I have to revisit what he does. But uh, yeah, he's he'll be he'll be sort of roving around with the Blade Lords because I um originally had the Blade Lords with the uh, with the um, Enlightener, but then I kind of realised a lot of the battle tactics sort of require your, your GCs to sort of get up there and do stuff. So if she's just sort of planted somewhere, she's probably not the best option to kind of do that. So I put a thought I'd throw a Calligrave in um, to kind of wander around, put the um, Put the Calathar, probably put the Calathar in the um, Shrine Luminor, um, or, or walk her around. We'll see what happens. Um, and the Stone Mage, he'll go around, yeah, as I said, with the Spirit of the Mountain. And so hopefully with those sort of roving heroes and support, I'll have um, some options for to get the battle tactics happening. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of like my basic sort of ideas and thinking with the list currently. Um as I said, I'll we'll find out if that's if it's any any good <laughs> if I'm on the right track. Um, but f- as far as uh, color scheme goes, I've um, I've chosen kind of like a bright sort of electric blue um, with um, offset with like magenta and silver for that like armor. So it'd be like blue armor with silver highlights um, on the um, edging and stuff like that. Um, but the I've been using on the shields for these wardens, um, you know, that color shift paint. Oh, yeah. So I'm kind of experimenting with that. Um, so I'll be doing some airbrushing on that. Um, I've got sort of using a mixture of different sort of paints. I was experimenting with some scale 75 paints. Um, some contrast will be involved. Um, and I'll probably be doing a bit of enamel as well. But it's going to be mainly acrylics, but may, might do some washes and things like that for some weathering. Um, base is going to be... Um, sort of brown sort of rubble bases with these um, laser etched um, sort of purple kind of um, plants. I don't know if you guys have seen from, um, I think it's oh, the green, green stuff world. Yeah. Green yeah. stuff world etched, like etching this little yeah, plastic like plants. Kind of yeah, yeah. Plant, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You push them out and you sort of shape them in your fingers and yeah. glue them on the base. So they kind of, the colors on those really offset perfectly with my color scheme. Um, the kind of spot colors is uh, orange. So, the main colors are the sort of electric blue and the magentas, and then it's kind of the warm color that will, well, the, the color that will sort of pop in, in there is the orange. So that'll be like the banners and like, um, you know, little, just little spot details here and there to kind of um, get things to sort of pop out a bit more. But that's kind of like the general kind of idea for my color scheme. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, that's, that's Lumineth and hopefully, yeah. That's that's it for me. That's the reason why I'm doing because I haven't done another army for um, Age of Sigma. I've been doing Death. I was doing Bretonian. I had a Bretonian army at the end of Eighth Edition. Um, I just sort of got that painted. Um, started playing Eighth Edition. Um, 
I had played earlier editions, but it had always been like in a shop or whatever. But um, this is my first sort of fully painted army. As you see, my dropped. I brought the Bretonians into that at the beginning, and then to start a new army, I went to death. And so I've done nothing but death since the beginning <laughs> of Age of Stigma. So you've done, yeah. you've done it to death. <laughs> I've done, I've literally done death to death. I've got two fully, I've got three death armies. So you know, I've got my first scheme that I did uh, when I first started painting it, and then I've got a um, Nighthorn army, which kind of sprung out of that because I kind of all inter intermingled in the earlier days anyway, um, and. I've got my latest death army, which is um, the Vendrak, which is all the snowy base, kind of yeah. using all the, the different, um, you know, um, oils, and, oils and enamels and that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's time for me to break out and do something different, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So did you, oh, yeah. um, what, did you get any, like, where's your colour scheme come from? Like, is it a scheme in the book or is it something you've taken inspiration from something else or just a completely kind of out of their creation? Um, it's sort of, it's come from, um, so I do, whenever I'm choosing color schemes or, you know, I, I always like consult a color wheel, uh, and I like doing, um, sort of split, what's called a split commentary, complementary um, uh, scheme. So you've got two, like in this, in this case, I've got two, um, sort of cool colors and then like a, a brighter sort of, um, opposite color. So, yeah, so I've kind of wanting. I was kind of moved this swatch around until I find something that I think looks cool and something I haven't done, like colors that I haven't really used, typically used. Um, and also, I found like a really sort of bright kind of color swatch, um, which just kind of popped out at me, and I was just like, "Yeah, I want to try and use that as my sort of um, inspiration for that." Um, but yeah. That's kind of where I, that's how I sort of picked my color scheme. It was purely based on um, science. <laughs> <laughs> if you could say that, probably not. Color, color theory. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, and it seems to work. So. Color science. Color science. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and is there, um, like, are you trying to learn? Because obviously, I know a lot of your armies, like you've Endrak, particularly you've pushed into like the Grim Dark using all your oils and enamels. You mentioned that you were planning on using contrast, enamel. Like, are you just going to be painting this as a, you're just painting this army, or are you, is there anything you want to learn from this army, or you do want to do it to like a particular standard, or is this more just to have a new army that you can use and play and get it done kind of thing? Yeah, it's new army I want to use and play um, and do it to my best ability. So I want to, you know, as I always try, or as I always get a, like to, always try to get into that um, echelon of, um, you know, coolest army nomination is kind of like what I like to get to or like um, like painting prizes. That's kind of what I go for. Um when I go to events, it's kind of, yeah, that's where I get the most satisfaction. So I'll be aiming for that with this army. So I'm probably consciously picking something brighter to catch the eye as well for that reason. Um, I'm not doing it just for the, the painting, you know, um, cred or whatever, but it's, um, it's, it's something I would like to kind of push forward as my, my latest kind of thing, um, out in, out there in, in the, um, in the tournaments and stuff like that. So, yeah, go on, 
painting it for, for a new army, get on the table, play play a different um, army, d- different style, maybe actually win some more games with this army maybe. <laughs> um, and, yeah, go for the hobby the hobby love at, at, at events. So, yeah. What is, nice. uh, what is winning a game? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's just pure luck. <laughs> I think... Yeah, I think I, I think I went Sydney GT. I was on like three and three and O on day one with Nagash, and I was like, all of a sudden, like, you know, running with the big boys for about five minutes, and then the next morning I went and played Dan Brew and his Tomb Kings. Oh, and he just slapped you <laughs> down. Just slapped me down. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me an education. Um, yeah, to be. <laughs> then I got smacked by Loom, uh, by um. And I got smacked by Ardeneth in my last game. So oh. just got flattened in day two. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, not not always been like I'm usually like a, th- a three, a three and two sort of person. Um, but last like probably probably more of a two and three person actually getting in more in that sort of range now. So, um, but yeah, as a, as my focus is yeah getting into hobby sort of the hobby zone. Um, recognition in that in that area is kind of my jam for like if you want to say competitive it would be like paint, painting competitive yeah yep. nice mm. all right well we've heard about the the elves of light let's uh go into the realm of the depraved and uh josh you can tell us all about your uh plans <laughs> for your slanesh army yeah so um probably gonna go a I haven't got a list in mind, but I'm going to go uh, very mortal heavy. Um, just like rereading the uh, Felix and Gotrek novels lately. Oh, cool. uh, it's yeah. like several times they've come across like Slanesh cults in that, and they're all just made up of uh, depraved, drug-addled citizens. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm probably just going to yeah, go for that. Uh, again, it's mainly... Uh, an army that I'm hoping to pick up hobby prizes with. Um, that's probably yeah. my biggest motivation. So I've I win a fair few locally. Uh, so I think with a nice, well painted Slanesh army, I would hopefully pick up a norm at like a bigger Sydney or Canberra tournament sort of thing. Um, yeah. Uh, so color scheme, I'm I'm probably going to vary the the skin tones a lot. So have a mix of dark skin, light skin, albino. Um, yeah, cool. And just really work on different techniques to achieve that. So at the moment, I do a lot of glazing for skin tones. Um, so yeah. I'm going to try to break out some different different techniques on that and um, see how I go. Uh, different colors for shading. So uh, for Caucasian skin, probably shade with like a, a gray blue, like the fang or something. Um, yeah. Just give it something... I don't know, maybe more realistic shadows on something like Glutos um, because yeah. shadows are never fully black. Yeah. Um, and then for, like, clothing and stuff, I'm, I'm, I've got a couple of ideas. I'm either going to go, like, bright yellows and turquoises. Ooh, um, nice. Or I'm going to go full, like, early 2000s R&B band and go, like, white with, like, gold everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, so I haven't um, quite figured it out yet, but yeah, yeah, let's go um, for the Elvis look. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so 
I'll, I'll go fully uh, fully mortal and then um, probably just add in like a unit of a unit or two of demonets because yeah, if you read all the old stories, that's all they seem really capable of summoning the old cults. Uh, yeah. So some demonets maybe if we get really desperate, one keeper of secrets, but. Yeah, I'm trying to just focus on those mortals and yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, pick up some hobby prizes <coughs> or yeah, at least a, a hobby nom. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, hobby noms. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. And have you got any plans for like a display board or anything like that, or is it pretty much just going to be the army? Um, there's a there's a particular scene in the first Felix and Gotrek uh, novel where they're like. Uh, they find this Slanesh cult in like a big stone ring thing. So I'm going to try and track down, I think it was the old Warhammer fantasy battle, um, arcane runes that sort of oh, yeah. look like standing stones and try and track down enough of them to make a big ring and um, yeah, see if I can make something up with that and LEDs and yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, a little sacri- like a little sacrificial altar or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Just like lots of lots of naked naked ladies, slave ladies. Oh, well, probably not. I might get cancelled if I do that. So, (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely not slanesh of the nineties. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) With the mortal, with the mortals, do you like? Is it going to be pretty mixed? Like, kind of Highlander, one of everything, or are you leaning towards? Like the pain bringers and the twin uh, souls, or the slick blades, or it's probably gonna be the slick blades and like the bliss barbs. Oh, yeah, um, just fast depravity farming. Um, chucking obviously a unit of a unit or two of pain bringers just for that elite sort of punch. Um, and I don't know, I might they're, they're due a new book this year, so if if it drops relatively soon, depending on the allies matrix, I might chuck in some. Some more, like old school marauders, just just for the aesthetics of it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Just as a bit of a throwback to the old fantasy days where uh, Slanesh was just in the Warriors of Chaos book. And, yeah, um, yeah. That's the the thing with Chaos as well. Now you've got all the like the Warcry Warband like cultist units as well. Yeah, and there's there's some that are themed to kind of each of the the gods really. So you could always use. Um, some of the more slaneshy looking ones. Yeah. Um, like, what are the ones with all the fans? I know they're more zinch, but they also could look really cool in slanesh. They definitely yeah. could. Uh, I actually got them. Uh, Gabe got them for me. In, I think it was the Herald's Secret Santa. If you oh, all right. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, I've got some of them painted up in, like, non-metallic metals and stuff, so I could repurpose them <laughs> for sure. They uh, They definitely fit the... They look a lot like the um, the like pain bringer helmets and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, no, cool. yeah, it should be good. Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah. And is, again, cool. are you? Is, this, are you, is there any like new techniques you want to try and and push yourself, or are you going to kind of stick with what you know and just try and paint it to a high standard to kind of win awards? Uh, I'm going to pretty much sticking with what I know. But I will probably attempt some non-metallic metal if I don't go the whole 
early 2000s R&B band style with the gold everywhere. But um, <laughs> yeah, if I, if I go to the turquoises and the um, and the yellows, I probably will do like some non-metallic metals in there um, just to really give it a crack. Those paint bringers look like they'd be very good for um, non-metallics. And yeah. so does Glutos' chariot, so... Oh, such a cool model. I think it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's probably one of the coolest models in the whole range, I reckon. That glue oh, toss for sure. It's yeah. Dude, sick. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, cool. Yeah, the real, yes. um, mm. like, diorama models are the best. Yeah, mm. 100%. Yeah. What about you, Craig? What's the, uh, the scheme and the plans for the uh, Cruel Boys? Um, so the scheme I've, I've just been, um, I basically ripped off, um, uh, Breath of the Wild's like difficulty system for the monsters. So all the really like weak ones, like the little like accessory grots are all going to be red skin, red skin. Right. Grots are going to be blue. Like, um, there's gray for the gut rippers. And then all the heroes are going to be, um, like a, like a, like a white, white purple. Hell, so skip skipping the gold because it's maybe too, way too bright. But every, everything else is very like, um, it's, um, it's not as bright as colorful. It's more um, d- darker and more realistic for the armor and um, and all the cloth. I'm going for a bit more of a, a burgundy. Oh, yeah. I, I hadn't painted anything burgundy, so I'm like, try yeah. it out. Um, but I'm trying. I'm quite trying quite a new few new things with it. Though. Like, um, I'm trying to do it for like everything. Part. Like, I'm, I'm trying to make it more uh, my more competitive army. Um, I've got a whole lot of like hobby stuff I want to do with it. Like, I'm I'm trying out resin bases. Um, I'm looking at like. Different glitters and stuff you can put into around the place. Um, oh yeah, just like in the re- like in the resin or like in the resin um, anywhere I can find it. Really, I've got like little gems. Oh, cool. Um, and I'm even like looking at. Um, I try to look at display boards a different way because when when you think of a display board, it's like a like a square, usually about two foot. That's very like. Like that's a standard. So I'm, I'm looking at like maybe an oval or circles or yeah, different okay, types yeah. of things. Even like yeah. making like a prop or something. Like I was thinking about maybe maybe doing like a bird cage and having them oh, all, cool. all models around in that. But it's got the vulture. Yep. In the center. Oh wow. But, yeah, that's, I really like that. You got me. You got me thinking now. Like about <laughs> this favorite. Yeah. Doing a round one instead of a square. Yeah, because it's true. Like, even yeah. if even if people build like mountains or caves or whatever, it's still usually built on a square tile, um, yeah. Yeah. which frames it. So actually, yeah, that would be really cool to see one on. Yeah, like a even just like on a circle or something. It would, I reckon, yeah. make it stand out quite differently to the others. That would be yeah. cool. I've, I've also been looking into um more heavy duty like the the, the turning displays. So I can try and oh, have, yeah. have it so it spins. Yeah, and it looks yeah. like the water, the river currents flowing. So it's like you're, you're getting a view down the river. 
That's sick. It was. That just reminded me of um, uh, one of the Cancons. There was a a Caradron army or a dwarf oh, army yeah. that had a, had a spinning display. Uh, it wasn't spinning. Remember that? Was it the big drum? No, no, that that was um, Danny Carroll's um, uh, KO. But now this is there was another one one year that had a um, it was like a big rock turning rock kind of thing that had dwarves on it. Oh yeah, yeah, no, there was. Yeah, do yeah, you, yeah. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. A few years, yeah. a few years back, yeah, it definitely yeah rotated yeah. on like a spinning thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, cool. Yeah, now you got me thinking about a, a round display board now for the Lumineth. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a good it's, idea, really. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, obviously, yeah, do one, yeah, do like a mountain or something, or like put the shrine luminor kind of in the middle, then kind of build out around it, but have everyone facing out. Yeah. Kind of like defending like a defending a, a point on or something. Um mm. but yeah. Well, like a bird cage as well would would lend mm. itself perfectly to a round like rotating display mm. board as well. Because like yes, yeah. the vulture in the middle will only face one way, but you could put everything else around it facing all different directions outwards and stuff. That would look really cool. Yeah. yeah. Plus it's like I'm trying to get more into like costumes and stuff for events as well. <laughs> having like a having like a to making the whole item a prop like Wait, wait, more into it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. if I stop doing it now, like I can't, I can't wear my Egyptian stuff if I'm playing Cruel Boys. It doesn't make any sense. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, so have you got a, a new new cosplay plans for the Cruel Boys? I have ideas. I just, I'm still looking into it. But what I like yeah. about Cruel Boys is that they don't wear like very like complex outfits. So yeah, it's not, yeah. so I'm not having to like get like a pharaoh thing, like a, it's like a jumpsuit. And, it's gonna be much less complicated. It's gonna be great. Yeah, might be a bit um, cooler as well. Like, yeah, don't take that one to CanCon if we get forty degree heat next time. <laughs> you don't want to be in a jumpsuit. Yeah, exactly. Like, he I went to the, a, um... the Dobby. Go goes the Dobby. Like, get something on your <laughs> get something on your back. Just goes like, just go ba- ba- bare naked with a loincloth and something like some noblars on your back or something. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time I dressed up as um, Nightwing to it, like the Oz Comic Con in in Sydney. It's like oh, the yeah. last co- last costume I bought before this one, and it's like it's, it was like full pleather. It didn't fit properly. And it was like September, so it's like really like really hot and sunny. And we're walking along like <laughs> circular key, and it's, it's like all the sun's there the whole time, and like it's reflecting again off the ocean. It's it's sweating the whole time. I'm like, no, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> It actually sounds like hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, so do do you do a lot of like cosplay and stuff in like other parts of your hobby life? Like, go to conventions and and do cosplay. Like, if when you're not doing Warhammer stuff, I, I don't really like. Um, I've always liked costumes. Like, even when um, like when I was finishing up playing 40k, I was playing the the freebooter orcs. So I had like the pirate hat and I had like a flag. I was wearing like a cape, like the Jolly Roger and everything. So just like little <laughs> things that like uh, it's it's more like um like sport games when you see like the fans dress up in the colours and they got like little like yeah. the like the fake hair things. Yeah. You're yeah, you're flying the colours with the fan. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, I do think it's always funny when people do cosplay and like it seems to definitely be like a thing 
in the US as well. Like I see a lot happen in the US with people dressing up yeah. and then I think there's been a few people do it in the UK, but I don't see much of it in in Australia. Like I've, I know um Jonathan's dressed up as a dwarf a few times and stuff. Yeah. But um Yeah. Yeah, I do think it's funny. It it'd be cool to see more of it, I think. So I think something like a doubles is a good yeah. one to encourage like yeah. costumes. Yeah. yeah. Like, didn't didn't Scott White do um wasn't he a Marathi? One year, yeah, he has. Like yeah. Scott White, he was there. <laughs> even even coaches had his pantaloons. Oh, that's right, the pantaloons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the trickier part of wearing costumes at events now is like a lot of them are in like the RSLs and really like high end clubs like Sydney GT. So I'm like, I probably should be wearing like a like a essentially a dress at the time. Mate, no, the costume I had. So. Just yeah. just come to Warden of the Mountain, mate. It's uh. It's in a rugby club, and I can confirm, like, I've stood in that bar in a pair of budgie smugglers after a game. <laughs> so, it's, pretty, it's pretty lax. You can you can dress up as whatever you want there. <laughs> yes. All right. Note to self, pack budgie smugglers. <laughs> Just budgie smugglers. Just budgie smugglers. It's all you need, I mean, really. It's like, what are you doing, man? It's like, I'm in theme, all right? Just shut up. <laughs> I'm in a rugby club. What have I meant to do? <laughs> it's all the Lumina birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get some Lumineth, um sort of themed budgie smugglers. Yeah. <laughs> you can have like oh, the sell enough like mask face in your, on your crutch with the horns <laughs> on the others. <laughs> Just be like, yeah, I'm wearing, I'm wearing yeah. a tornado. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to trying to use this army for as much as I can. So I'm like using it for um the new new army that the GW is doing. So I've got a week to finish painting uh ten gut rippers and a uh the hob the uh what's it called the swamp caller shaman. Oh yeah. Uh, but but also um, Deke's looking at running a call to a path to glory campaign. So cool. I've I've set, I've set yeah. my guys in like a um, he's got his got his guys in hinterlands, which is where all of his armies are set, and one of Thomas's as well, like his nobles set set there as well. But it's like a big river that goes straight through the middle. So I'm like I could be at any point in this river, which is great. So I've I've, I've renamed the river as well. It was, it's had some of a deaf name, but now it's uh, the River Marcus. <laughs> the, the orcs awesome. have taken over, and because it's like yeah, cool. Um, like the the story behind is like a it's like a thief back in the age of myth who's like traveling to all, all the bubble realms of Shaiish before Nagash pulled them all together, pulled a few together. Is yeah. treasure hunting, just taking all these relics from all the places. He ends up taking like a a book of Nagash. And the guy's just like, oh, it's like chasing him down, but he like gets stuck in a river and like <laughs> the river just pulls him down and holds him in. It's now it's like full of, full of ghosts and, um, but all, and all of his relics like just burst out of his pockets as well. So people, people come up to this river now at different points. They'll see like something shiny, like a gem or something. They'll reach in to grab it. And then like, like the river reaches out and grabs them and pulls them in. <laughs> oh cool. Yeah, cool so is that kind of the plan for like the like the glitter and the gems and stuff like that's yeah. how that so I've, I've even got um 
I'm gonna. Ha- I've even got like little for some of the characters with the bigger bases. They've got um, a lot of like chain rasps and night horn just reaching out to try and grab at the things. Oh wow! Yeah, cool. And so cool. when you said wow. you're gonna do That's... like res- resin basing, you mean like pouring the resin like into um, like I did with my deepkin, for example. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I might be doing it a bit, I like it. A bit deeper. It might be too deep, but very unique. Like, yeah, very unique approach. That's like as like say with your um with your bone reapers as well. Yeah, it's good to see that carrying into your into this project. Yeah, it's cool. You've yeah. got like a very clear concept. Like you've down even down to like backstory that you've kind of developed. Like, has that come from reading certain books or like? battle tomes and then just taking small snippets and kind of developing that yourself or um it's sort of like a mishmash of everything like it's it's one of like nigash's like ironic punishments he does with the night haunt where it's like yeah you, you've trapped you, like um you've stolen from me now you're gonna everyone's tries to take from the river is gonna yeah get taken by the river yeah um but it's also like um the way cool boys work into it as well, because they're very like um, about the swamp and they're about um, being spooky, like the spooky orcs. They're more where they're very like they try like in, um, demoralize everyone. Yeah. So yeah. what they've found when they've looked into the river is they've just seen the ghosts and they're like, "I got a plan for this." So all the all the um, pots and stuff are full of the water from this river that they've tried to like. And like when they they move the swamp in, it's like they use the like the river as part of it. So the river comes with travels with them. Yeah, cool. That's really cool. Mm. A creative concept. I love it. And you've obviously made a bit of a head start on this army already. Like, how much kind of progress have you you done so far? <clears throat> um, so I've almost I've built. Um, I built a thousand points. Um, I've I've got a um, the Breaker Boss of my brute. I, I actually painted up a model for a painting comp last year for it, um, which is basically how this is gonna go. But I haven't finished the water effects on it, so I, like I did like PVA and I did like water effects on top of that, but it like went really murky, so I pulled pulled the top layer off. So I've got to go back and fix that up. But otherwise, um, he's he's almost done. Um, I just have to redo the, the rim of the base and write his name on it. Um, and I've almost finished uh, ten hobbrushes. Yeah, cool. okay. yeah, they just need like uh, body paint, teeth, and stuff. So like they're pretty, they're very close. Yeah, cool. And are they obviously like your? Your tomb, your OBR is heavily converted. Is this going to be a pretty stock standard GW kit army, or are you going to be converting all the stuff as well? Um, it's not going to be as converted, but it's still going to be conversions around. Like I, um, I converted up a stab goat for my kill, for a killer boss I've already built out of the um, it was like the anniversary. He's technically a gut ripper boss, but I'm using him as a killer boss. He's got like got the vulture and he's just standing there. So I've got a, a stab rot for him. Um, but I'm also looking at um, one of the things I learned when, when I was um, converting up my Catacross 
it was like using the like blue stuff to add texture to things off other off other models. Like um like I tried to keep Cat across like as stock standard as possible. So I didn't want to mess up with his his stance or anything. So the only only like part that's not from Catacross is the head itself, uh, which is from the Void Dragon instead. Um, but I still wanted to make it more Tomb Kingy, so I um, used the blue stuff to get the the wristbands off the uh, Shabti of Great Bows. And like, if you let it sit for a little while, like you don't let it like partially um, set, it'll it's still like like pliable, but it's, it'll, it'll still hold the detail. So I've I've pulled it out of the um the blue stuff I uh, blue stuff mole and made out of it and just wrapped it around his arm and it's like like the ironically the one that um is hidden in his cape is the perfect one and the one that, that's like out, separated out holding the shield is like a bit thicker. Hmm. So I want I want to do a lot more of that and it's like um I'm thinking of. Uh, converting up like a giant that's been like it's got the um uh the guy riding on it like the like the truck off but have like yeah try and like green stuff on like all these different like scare shields all over the place so let's see how that goes yeah that nice. the the cruel some of the like the shields are some of the coolest things about the cruel boys is like how much character those um like scare shields have so like using yeah. lots of those will be really cool yeah and those shields are like a real throwback to some of the earliest orcs as well earliest orc sculpts and artwork yeah like the whole whole um cool ways line are like taking a lot of um tips from that like the really like spiky helmets and the antlers and the more gaunty they're not like big brutes, like the the orcs of more recent times. Yeah, yeah, they're not. As, yeah, not as cartoony. Not, not, as, World of War, not as World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, but they do have like some really like funny faces around the place, though, which is which is good. It's one of the things I like about Nurgle. Everyone looks like they're having a good time. Like the crew always have a lot of that as well. Yeah, like yeah. The, one of the like the the base head for the killer boss on the on the vulture he's doing like the like an actual like troll face like the like the mean troll face he's got the same expression and everything <laughs> so. i haven't noticed that before hey like this i'm gonna enjoy watching you bring this army out because i'll actually probably have a closer much closer look at cruel boys than what yeah. i would would normally yeah so <laughs> yeah especially if the gut if the um the gut ripper a corpse ripper vulture because everyone just goes with um the character so you just see like the shaman guy yeah but i might be might be going for more of a my own dude yeah nice cool chris tell us about what you want to do and motivation um <clears throat> behind it and yeah if you want to try anything new with it um for the hobby is it a gaming army hobby prize army um just for the hell of it army <laughs> display army <laughs> uh well I, yeah i mean i can definitely answer the is it a hobby prize army question straight away no i don't think i have that that ability in me certainly not in a like a six month kind of 
period anyway that's probably my aim for the turnaround on the total army like if if that long at all probably less than that um wait but, are we doing this in six months i was i don't know we, we haven't set a time frame that's something we can discuss as well i guess is what, <laughs> is what everyone how long how long everyone thinks the project's going to take them but we don't <laughs> have to we don't all have to be the same either but um no nah, i don't uh this, this is for me probably going to be a decent army for me um like it's not going to be a concept army in terms of like two-tone spray um stuff like that um the main thing for me that i want to do is involve a lot of 3d printing because i got my i got a resin printer over christmas and so i've been using that a lot and kind of getting to grips with printing models now and um i'm actually nearly finished printing uh an eshin army for luke and those models are coming out really well so i'm like i think i'm ready to kind of print my own stuff um i own a lot of the problem with owning a lot of models for a lot of armies already is i'm kind of like oh i can't really print that but i've got a fair chunk of slave stuff like i'd already bought two of the special boxes that came out so i've got the chosen and um the ogroids and um and and the new demon prints and stuff like that so i want to use those but i don't own like all the models in the range so i'm kind of going to mix and match and pretty much the stuff i have i'm going to use like official gw models and the stuff i don't i'm going to try and find really cool alternates um like 3d prints um I've also got some old models. So like I've got one of the old school demon princes that I painted when I was like 17. And <laughs> back then it was, it was something that like, it was probably one of my best models. Um, but I've never been a painter, um, especially back then. So it will be funny to pull him out and I still want to use him and use kind of the base concept of what I did. Cause I did him very much like a, and not quite an undivided demon prince, but like literally one that's blessed by all the gods. So he's got like cornate, he's got the corn axe and like armored shoulder pads, which I painted in like <coughs> the brass and red of corn. I think he's got like the zinch demon head, which I painted in like blues and purples. He's got like the spiky slanesh tail, which I painted in like pinks. And then his skin I painted in like scaly Nurgle green. So oh, he's yeah. kind of a, a mix of all the gods. Um, but he's obviously sitting on a square base. And if I look at the paintwork, it probably needs a lot of work because back then I didn't really base coat and or I just used a layer of paint straight over black and stuff like that. So um, I want to take that model and improve it as one of the things, but still keep the underlying kind of concepts and basically just put paint over the top of my existing paint and try and just bring it up a bit but basically take it off the square base it's on and put it onto a new base and and have that as kind of a demon prince and then i've got one of the new demon princes that i built up when i first got the box and it's such a cool model so i want to use him so i'm definitely going to paint that up um i've got a list that i'm going to specifically work to to start with and that will probably be my main focus for like the tale of four gamers will be completing everything for that list but then my aim will obviously be that as I want to expand the army, <clears throat> I'll continue to paint up other units, um, whether that be ones I already have. Um, and then the other stuff I don't have is find cool sculpts and, and print them. So 
Um, the initial list I'm going to try and work to is a despoilers list that uses three Mutilith Vortex Beasts. Oh, cool. Because um, I've always liked the Mutilith Vortex Beast model. I have one. It's still sitting new in box. So I wanted a reason to use that. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's can also... You st- can you still get those? Are they still in the store? I think so. Like it's a slaughter, okay. a slaughter brute, a slaughter brute box is normally what it looks like, but it's a combined, a combined yeah. kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the all the swords from the <clears> corn <throat> corn bit as well be good for basing. Chuck swords in the ground everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I'll I'll have one actual vortex beast, but then that model is a very like it's a singular static pose. So having the other two be 3D prints of other cool models I think will be great because I have been, since I got my printer back in like December, I have subscribed to a few Patreons. So I've got kind of their monthly files and one of them that just came out recently I've been looking at and it's called Nightmare Fuel. And it's oh, got, yeah. it's I think it's by Archvillain Games, um, but it's got some really cool beasts that have got lots of tentacles and stuff like that on them. So... um I might print a couple of those as my other two Vortex Beasts. Um, and then the list has got 10 Chosen in it. I, I've got 10 actual new GW Chosen that are really nice models. So um, I want to use those. And then the battle line is different units of all the cultists. So I don't own any of them. Um, some of them I really like. Like I love the Unmade, the official models. And I love the Corvus Cabal official models. So... I'm probably going to try and buy one kit of each of them, but then I might, I've seen some other cool kind of bird-like um, nomadic um, models that will suit as like another unit of Corvus Cabal. And then I'm not a massive fan of like the Untamed Beasts kit. So <clears throat> there's plenty of like Marauder style um, sculpts out there as well for, for 3D printing. So I'll probably try and find some cool kind of alternate, marauders and stuff that i can use as a a unit of like untamed beasts um and then i've got a couple of chaos sorcerer lords because the spells are obviously good you want some magic in the list um especially for the vortex beasts you you want that you want the zinch keyword wizards nearby so that you can do the two dice choose which one you want um i'm hoping that it will be a decent ish list going into the meta as well um if there's going to be more gcs um with the vortex beasts having three of them for that 18 inch because it doesn't need line of sight and it's not a shooting attack. So having that kind of 18 inch D six mortal wound snipe, because it's D six mortal wounds on a five plus, And if you've got a inch wizard nearby, you roll two dice and pick which one you want. So if it, basically I'll be rolling six dice and hoping for five ups, um, yeah. basically on three yeah. of them, um, to get, D6 mortal wounds a pop and hopefully I can kill off foot heroes and stuff with that. Doesn't matter if they're in, um, doesn't matter if the, like their next <clears throat> battle line, I can still target them with it. Um, and then it creates spawn and stuff like that as well. So <coughs> plenty of opportunities to print crazy spawn and, and stuff like that as well, which will be cool. Um, so that's kind of my initial and yeah, double demon prints. So, the aim there is to take both the helms. I think there's a helm of the oppressor and like crown of the conqueror or something like that, which pretty much one of them, I think one of them stops rally and inspiring presence. And the other one basically stops two wound or less models being able to score. So yeah. yeah. Um, 
and then putting it into despoilers. I think all of your demon princes can take command traits in addition to your general. So I can make one of the sorcerers my general, and then both the demon princes can also get a command trait. And then one of those, I think, gives plus two wounds, and he becomes a monster. And all of the despoilers monsters get plus two wounds. So actually you get a 14 wound, three plus save demon prince, um, which is really good. And the other one... um, the other one can then take something. I think the trait is all monsters. Now all like all friendly units heal one wound, but or D three or something, and then all monsters heal three within nine or something in the hero phase. So obviously that other demon prince would be a monster. All my vortex beasts will be healing a flat three. Plus they naturally heal D three in my hero phases. So there's some there's some fun tech there. I think where you can have resilient gunline monsters that just do more wounds and make loads of spawn and keep healing themselves and then having those demon princes one of them being nurgle you've got the heroic actions to like turn off people's ward saves as well to make sure that like those mortal wounds pretty much just go straight through um and also be tanky and hopefully mean that even though i won't have loads of bodies for objectives if my opponent's one and two wound models don't count then hopefully that gives me some play so I think it will be fun. Um, it'll also having kind of the shooting platform that slaves don't really normally have will hopefully mean that I don't need to build in the tech of like the bridge and stuff like that and send chosen out on their own. People kind of need to come to me. Otherwise I can just sit there and blast them with vortex beasts. So then hopefully the chosen can kind of be that, that counter punch. And I've got the unit, the cheap units of, um, battle line, um, cultists so um yeah obviously the corvus cabal uh, they can deploy off the board then deploy anywhere if they're in cover they can't be targeted Uh, the unmade i can put down and um they stop people using rally or commands in the battle shock phase i think um and then which will hopefully give me a little bit of tech into gits and then um the untamed beasts obviously can give me a pre-game move as well to help kind of screen stuff away from my vortex beast. So I think there's a little bit of a little bit of tech there, which should be fun. Um, and cool models, a mixture. It'll let me use up the models I own in my collection and then also let me print new stuff. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's my plans. That's the list I'm going to work to um, for, for this project. And then, add to that as i see fit like i've got a box of three varangard that i've had for a long time that i'd like to paint um so kind of down the track i'll I'll definitely get those painted up um i've got more chosen because i've got 20 i think from those two boxes um i've got um obviously the six of the new big ogre i think i keep forgetting what they're called like the therodons yeah 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 um yes i've got i've got those as well which could be cool to paint and also i've got my archeon which clint painted up for me last year to a nice standard and i'd love to use him yeah as well at at some point so getting a slave's army even though all the stuff i'm going to build doesn't really lend itself to kind of the archeon lists it would still give me something that i can basically drop out 700 800 points and just chuck archaeon which i think pretty much if i drop a demon prince <coughs> and the three vortex beasts you can put archaeon in yeah. so okay yeah sweet. um 
yeah, I think it could be More fun. Chaos player doesn't love seeing RK on either. So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like he's a cool model. Like he's he's sitting up up there in my cabinet, literally there, painted. <laughs> he's so you can see him from a mile away. So um, yeah. that would be cool. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the list. Um, sorry, I'm recovering from a cold. So I've got a bit of a cough. Um, but yeah, in terms of um like my goals with it obviously 3d printing is a big one yep. um i've yep. got comfortable as i say over the last few months with like the resin settings the printer settings i'm getting into the groove of being able to print batches pretty quickly i'm not having very many failures in my prints, so i feel like i've got the settings and all that stuff down um and it's just honestly it's so incredibly cheap like it baffles me how cheap it is like obviously there's an investment in the printer and the curing, the wash and curing station and all the stuff that goes with it. But now I'm just printing stuff. And like every time the slicing software tells me like the cost in resin for like all these models I'm going to print, I'm just like, I can't believe it. It's like I'm printing like 30 <laughs> night, 30 night runners. And it's like $1.85. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? Um, so um, and it's finally at a, a like the, Technologies that finally had a, a decent, much decent, more decent place now than what it was. Oh, yeah, the details incredible. Yeah, yeah. the game's really crisp, fine details. You don't have those lines as visible, if at all, in some of them I've seen as well. So, yeah. Do you um? It's good to see. You follow along with Rob from the Honest War Gamer and his three D print show and stuff like that. Or? No, that's something I need to because I I don't. Like, I never get to watch it. I listen to the podcast, but I think the 3D print show is probably like a YouTube thing. So yeah. I've, I've missed it. But I, I, yeah, I found out that he has been doing it. Um, so I started watching a couple the other week. And I, yeah, I want to work my way through the log and yep. see which ones are worth doing. But like, that as an example, James, like, it's not the full one. But I printed that the other day for Luke as an alternative deceiver. It's not got the arms and stuff on it. But like, the quality of it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. So for listeners, Chris is showing the model to us all now. <laughs> it, um, and it's crisp. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's really good. And yeah, it's um as I say, my, it, was, um, it was a bit of a struggle to start with. Um mm-hmm. with getting the right settings, not having f- like failures, like there was a bit to learn in terms of knowing when that you need to like check your resin vat and stuff like that to make sure that you don't like damage your stuff on there but um i also thought it'd be cool to do one of the armies involving 3d printing because it's something that more people are getting interested in myself as well so hopefully there's stuff that when i write the blog i can write all the little things i've learned and like things i've learned from just watching videos and reading stuff as well to be aware of that it doesn't actually need to be that hard and that daunting Mm. if somebody just takes 10 15 minutes to kind of say these are the things to be aware of if you ever have a failed print it means that there's probably resin stuck at the bottom etc that means you should check this because if you don't you're probably going to damage stuff etc etc yeah. so yeah um just all that stuff i thought would be useful to write in a blog and and go through my experiences and yeah. i'm probably going to have some failed prints through this process as well so hopefully i don't but like again i can kind of go through my printer what settings i'm using um any little things i found useful tips and tricks um 
and stuff. And then painting wise, um, I'm going to slap chop because I haven't slap chopped before. And I was with slap chop. I'm really bad at dry brushing, which is funny because it's always talked about as one of those, like anyone can do it. It's such an easy technique, but like, and I know slap chops probably not quite the technique where you need to be like good at dry brushing because you're intentionally heavily dry brushing. If anything, I think you're almost wet brushing a bit, but, um, yeah, just need to I'm, keep a bit of moisture in your bristles. Uh, like, I think where, where you get the chalkiness and that shittiness from dry brushing comes from, like, if you, with your paintbrush, um, instead of, like, when as soon as you put it onto a piece of paper towel, it just dries out the paint as well. So when you do your dry brushing, it um just cakes on. You get that cakey, shitty look. So you just need to have a, get a bit of moisture, keep a bit of moisture in it. Um, so... Um, you can do that with like, just sort of dab it a little bit on a, um, like just a little wet pad or something like that. Like, um, like a just damp to sponge. keep, sorry, Craig. Uh, like a damp sponge. Yeah. Damp sponge or something like that. Just to, it doesn't have to soak it. Um, cause you want a dry brush, but yeah, it's just the moisture. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or use, um, or when you, instead of using paper towel, um, just use like a um, piece of MDF, textured MDF or something like that, um, or something that's kind of textured that's not going to absorb the moisture um, to kind of get it going to like to the, the point where you want it to be um, for, to get a good dry brush. But yeah, that's kind of preempting yeah. like preempting like I'm, yeah, like were you getting the chalkiness from dry brushing in your experience? Or? It's, yeah, kind of also like I've always. Like I, I wipe most of the paint off, right, to try and get it to the point where it's dry. But then I find myself doing it and being like, no paint is coming off on the model. So uh, yeah. I either put more paint on or I and start pushing get, too hard. And, and you then get a suddenly, chunk. Suddenly I yeah. just get like a chunk and this big yeah. blob and I'm like, well, now it looks yeah. crap because it's not gone just on yeah. the outer edges of the detail, etc. So, yeah. um. Yeah, like I, I know Rob's done like a detailed video on slap chopping and everything. So um, yeah, I'm going to watch that. And yeah, like honestly, to improve my dry brushing technique, that's going to help me um, with, yeah. with future painting. Um, but then also I've done a lot. I feel like I haven't done a lot of actual painting recently, like given my Deepkin was my last real painting project. Um, and that was obviously kind of a two-tone rattle can plus airbrushing concept kind of army yeah um i know i did a bit recently for my stormcast but even then it was not very many colors it was pretty much like just these greens to do the panel gold around the edge very limited color palette whereas with this i'm still just gonna i'm basically just gonna do the the tenants of slap chop which is putting down that gray um kind of was it over painted base over black and then just use contrasts and actually paint yeah. all the different <laughs> details in different shades and different contrasts and try and try and paint them naturally. Yeah. Um, just using the contrasts over slap chop and <laughs> kind of see how it all comes together. Um, yeah. no, that sounds cool. Yeah. Well, like yeah. slap shops, a cool name and it's really caught on, um, for a lot of people to be introduced to the technique. It's obviously not a new technique, <laughs> 
Um, but it's um, it's cool to, that it's been sort of pushed out into the wider sort of zeitgeist in the in the hobby community. So that's good. I think it's a good thing. Um, but um, while Chris was, I was trying to distract Chris just then with um, <laughs> a makeup brush. <laughs> so yeah, get get yourself some makeup brushes if you haven't already. Um, and people listening, great tools for dry brushing because um, they've got their nice big soft bristles and they dry brush really nicely. So highly recommend. What have you got, little um, shitty little Games Workshop one? No, it's a little oh, no, makeup brush. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. Yeah. Okay, now. Yeah, there you go. It's yeah. just a little one. Yeah. Sorry, James. Mine's not as, mine's not as big as yours. It's just this little one. <laughs> Showing everyone off. Going to get, like, yourself a massive dong of a um, fucking... Just James's <laughs> big dry brush energy just slaps it on the table. <laughs> You're gonna get one of those, get one of the Star Wars lightsaber ones that so like lights up as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did, I did buy a set of like just four makeup brush ones that, are, but they're all fairly small. Um, and to be honest, I can only see one of them in my brush set. So um, that is something I'll need to invest in. Um, is some decent dry brushes. Like uh, I'll probably yeah. try and get myself maybe a set of the Artis Opus ones. I might order some. Yeah. So that by the time I've got the army printed, I'm ready. They'll have they'll have arrived. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of like the with my with my um, skeleton warriors. I'm doing it at the moment. I'm kind of almost doing like a kind of variant of the slap chop. So I've done zenithal highlighting with the um, the undercoat, and I'm using speed paint to quickly get down colors before I go into like shading, weathering, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, speed, it's speed paint. It's the army painter. It's version, legit. Isn't it? Yeah, I um, I actually prefer the speed paint over contrast. I still use contrast for some stuff, but I'm getting more into the. But I use it from the glazing perspective. Like, I'm not just going to leave this guy at this level. This is kind of like just a quick way of getting a nice solid base color down, um, with some shading as well to boot. So awesome. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The only thing I still don't know. Is how I'm going to base the army, and that's a weird thing for me because basing is normally my thing that I like and I yeah. find easier to do. Um, but yeah, I honestly don't know um, whether I'm going to because it's not really. I mean, I haven't decided. Like, I haven't aligned it to a particular god, for example. Um, I had done chaos stuff before, which I was using a green stuff roller for the basing with like the chaos runes thing, and then I was just painting them all metallics so literally spraying yeah. them silver and then using like the gemstone paints so the zinch ones i just oh, nice. yeah. the blue gemstone all my corn is all done using the red gemstone over silver um yeah. my nurgle i did the same so Good paints those, those potentially um, i just do that um but it is then going to also add a lot to the process of needing to roll all those bases but also the last time i did a big order from green stuff world i ordered myself a bunch of like roller um i don't know they're like stabilizer circles that you basically put around the rolling pin to mm. build to build the height of your green stuff so that you can roll flat and instead of rolling on the roller which can wobble from side to side yeah keeps it completely patterns. flat on the table yeah. um yeah. But okay. it lets you set. It essentially lets you set the thickness of your green stuff, um, hmm. but you get a flat roll 
so you can't get any of the if you accidentally apply a different amount of pressure to one side or, or the other. Yeah. Um, okay. And I haven't yeah. used those yet, so maybe I do just stick to that, mm. and then yeah, I've got to do a big base of my Archeon as part of the project. Um, yeah. And stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of bases, like. Like I, I did touch on the basing before with gravel, but this is like a something different that I hadn't done before with um, basing with my other armies. Like like previous armies, I've just done like just taken full advantage of the um, texture paints and crackle paints and mixing those up with tufts and um, static grass and stuff. But this one, I've got um, sort of a mix of different sort of gra- um, gravels, um, sort of hobby gravels. Got them from Combat Company. You can get I think the Woodland Scenics. Like different greens, like oh, yeah. bigger bigger rocks than, but yeah. I kind of mix them together to get like a different textures or whatever, or different size rocks. Um, but for these ones, I'll I'll use um, PVA glue, dip it in that, and then when that dries, um, I'll I actually get this got this stuff from um, AK Interactive. It's um, called Setter. It's a Setter, so you kind of um, you get a pipette and you sort of drip that onto the the rocks and it when it dries it just locks it all into place so you don't have that problem with the PVA glue where stuff just after after a bit will just start coming off the start falling off or getting rubbed off or whatever this just locks it all into place with like a solvent so that's kind of something different I guess um, yeah so like so, talking about basing and using those etching things so yeah have you heard of um like the Geek Gaming uh, base ready range. Geek Gaming? No, I don't think so. No. So he's like he's a guy out of the, U- uh, out of the UK, and um, he sort of does what you've done, but uh, like ready to go, like you just buy ready to go. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah. each pack will have different course, uh, yeah, different course materials in it, um, and it'll have like flock and everything in it. So yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Uh, Definitely, get, they're on combat company and stuff. That yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna having a look. Um, yeah, having a look in. now. So yeah. just packs. It's just pa- like it's not pre-made bases. It's just packs yeah, no, it's of just packs everything of you'd need to do certain effects. Yeah, the, yeah. Like the whole point of it is just to yeah, sort of dip and go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. yeah, that Mediterranean soil would look quite cool with Lumineth. <laughs> I'm actually looking at that right now as well. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell. I'm like, I know James. I know James's style. It's going to be that green one. <laughs> oh, the Grimdark yeah, Tomb World's pretty cool. It's very Necroni, Elskaveny. Hmm. It's got a yeah, nice cool. So he's got a YouTube channel. I have to check that out too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Get some. Oh, uh, there you go. Sharing the hot tips already. This is what I'm really excited for. Actually, is like, yeah. For, for this is being able to read. Like one, obviously, write my own, but then read your guys' like blog posts as well, and like definitely add this kind of stuff in. Like if you're if you've got tips for where you can get cool basing materials and stuff, like this is what I want. Like share it so that people reading yeah. it can hopefully get stuff to lift their hobby as well. Like it'll be really cool because yeah, you've just given me a new place to look for basing material and stuff. stuff so that's, yeah. that's great. Yeah, yeah I, I picked some up for uh, a Warmaster army. I sort of got sucked into. Oh, Master yeah. Revolution and Yeah, um, cool. Yeah. That's a fifteen fifteen mil? Fifteen uh, yeah, mil ten mil or ten, something, yeah. Ten mils? Oh. Awesome. Yeah, there's a um really good Australian uh retailer for it. Yep. So, yeah. Was he at CanCon? 
Was that the same uh, guy? Who was at Gamecock? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I was so I've, every time I've seen his stuff, I'm like, um, if I don't walk away, I'm gonna like drop you know hundreds of dollars on on stuff like. Yeah, that was me. Just I like, dropped like <laughs> a couple hundred dollars on uh, ten mil high elves. <laughs> yes, ah, oh, you did, but you, yeah, I'm gonna have to live that dream through you. I think. <laughs> Maybe you do a tale of four war gamers with war masters. <laughs> like 10 mil scale, just a little side tail. <laughs> oh, no. no, it's pretty cool, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Cool. Oh, awesome. Well, I think that's a pretty good kind of intro yeah. show for kind of the project. I guess the only thing to decide is, yeah, do we do we have a time frame in mind? Does, does everybody have a, t- a time frame in, I guess, what they were thinking would be achievable for what they want to do? Or did you have a goal in mind that you wanted the army done by a certain point in the year for a certain event or anything like that? Uh, well, for me, like I, I'm probably just going to focus in on this army for the rest of the year. Um I'll probably just obviously I'll continue on with it regardless of how long we decide to go for for the tail. Um, but yeah, so I'll, yeah, I'll be doing this. This is my hobby project for the year. Um, yeah. If um if they don't release another death army, because <laughs> <laughs> they've just released the, the vampires with um the blood hunt vamp. Uh, what do they call the the Asurgan Asurgan or Asakuran yeah. or whatever the yeah, yeah. vampire samurai. Yeah. Yeah, those guys look sick, and I've already like got yeah. a list with them in in them in there. So you know, there's always like the bright, shiny distractions. But I'll, this um, this will help me stay on track. Uh, I'm just waiting like, for James yeah. to like send a picture of some black knights, and he's gonna be like, I just I just had an idea. They could be like dead lumineth, and then like, <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. paints another death army and goes, look, it's 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 lumineth. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, I want to take my time and I really want to make this army special and I want it to stand out. So I will take my time. So I might, yeah, be a bit slower than you guys, are, I think. But because um, considering it took me like from January to March to like three, you know, three months to paint a unit of 10 <laughs> Oraland Wardens. But I think that was mainly because it took me a bit of time to find my groove with the color scheme and how I was going to do it. There was a few sort of failed attempts um, yeah. in the lead up. So I think I know, well, I've got to try and remember what I did now. Um, <laughs> but I shouldn't, I've got a fair idea of how I did it, but I'll probably do it better this time. So hopefully it won't be heaps slow. But um, yeah. Should we just set like a arbitrary six month? No, I mean, if you think it, like oh, you, yeah. you want a year, I mean, to be honest, it's mid February now. Like, and now yeah. I know, like, yeah, yeah, to be honest, like, I think originally I was thinking, like, oh, I'll do it <clears> six months to June, but maybe part of that was just because of GHB cycle. But you yeah. can't really write a list for a GHB now. Like, it's kind of, it's too yeah. short a cycle, I think. So it's more about painting a collection, it's a collection. And painting an army. Yeah. And, um, and again, this doesn't have to be what we're like. This isn't going to be what we're gaming with over the next few months. For most of us, I doubt. It's so, going to take a while to get um, to the gaming. Like, yeah, gaming I mean, we can we can say this can be our project for the year. And then that way it gives yeah. us a bit of time. If yeah. there's little bits and bobs yeah. we want to do in the meantime to add to existing yeah. armies, we can. So like, yeah, it, but yeah. we don't have to set a time frame. I think I more probably want to give myself a goal to push for given that i'm not painting for a tournament and normally i need to be painting for a tournament to paint 
Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's something different in you. Yeah. I yeah. think it would be good to make make sure that we're kind of getting like at least regular progress, like doing a post every month, and hopefully having like progress to show. Um, yeah. Yeah. Stuff to on, on the blog, <laughs> but um, and let some of us are going to yeah, yeah. get through stuff quicker than others. So. Yeah. Because like, I've got like. Because there's like a whole bunch of different stages to New Year, New Army, and I've got to get things ready for um, Path to Glory, build it through that. Um, so what I was thinking was like maybe like like CanCon or whatever, whatever. Yeah, the, 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 big, the, big, the big central Age of Sigmar event. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with like the next, yeah, the next sort of CanCon type event. Yeah. So pre- yeah. So pretty much, if it's a kind of end end of the 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 twenty twenty three year, ready for January twenty twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of be finishing like putting the finishing touches on it. Um, for yeah, for like if there's a can- if there's a CanCon in Jan, um, which it probably will be, like yeah. for Edge of Sigma, run by like different it, people. So even if it's not a CanCon, like, it might be somewhere yeah. else. So. Yeah. Well, so I want to run the event. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking, like, as we we're just talking about that, like, we should, um, as a part of this, um, get together. Even if we if we do it at an event, it's probably easy to do an event, but or at some point get together and um, play each other, like, do fight some battles. Yeah, no, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. So if like me, because because we all live, well, you know, we all live in various parts of the, of the world. So I'm in I'm in Goulburn, Josh is in um, Orange, Craig's in Sydney, and you're in Brisbane. So. <laughs> It'd probably have to be an event somewhere. We'll just let's just grudge, or yeah. like yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, or we could even go to like a like a teams event as a team. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that would yeah. be really cool. That would actually be a cool goal to like use the tale of four gamers armies as a, a team somewhere. As a team would thing. Be cool. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, actually, that'd be sick. Yeah, that would be really cool. We just need another teams event that's not Runex because I already have commitments with the Elf Bros. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's Sounds another like yeah, that's another project. But um, sorry, yeah, need- sorry, sorry, Josh. Oh, I was just saying, teams event sounds like they're going to start popping up everywhere. There's one in yeah. Victoria. Yep, I reckon someone will run one in or- in um, New South Wales. So yeah, yeah, I think um, yeah, I de- I'd definitely be keen for that. Was um, Heralds running one? Were they going to run their teams? Oh, no, it's a doubles. Yeah, they're running doubles. a doubles, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a bit of variety in the calendar is good, and more teams event is good because people realised how good it is <laughs> from yeah. um, from all the hype around Runex, and, yeah, so it's good to see that. So, yeah, we definitely get to try and get to get our, get our asses over to another um, teams event. That's a good idea. Yeah, if not, yeah. At, at, at best, do that. If at worst, grudge each other at a, at a tourney that we all go to. Yeah. 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 That would be cool. And yeah, I just thought I'd say the the um, Kickstarter. I don't know 100 percent if I'll use like the models from this, but it is Nightmare Fuel. But it's by my mini. Uh, by it's it's by Mini Monster Mayhem. Is the um, Patreon. Um, if anybody wants to have a look, but I'll I'll put links and stuff up when I do my blog posts of of all the models I find and, and print and stuff. But that's one I've seen that um, I have the model the STLs for that that looks. Like there could be a couple of cool alternate vortex beasts and stuff in there. So yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Just looking at nightmare, cool. nightmare fuel now. Okay, awesome. <laughs> cool. It's a bit weird. It's very out there. 
But um, <laughs> yeah, which is what you want for a, a mutilated vortex beast, just warping yeah. reality and the mind. <laughs> Fuel your opponent's nightmares. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> a lot of good spawn and stuff in yeah. that as well. So. Well, um, should we call it a, call it a show and um, wrap it up there for um, our our inaugural well, our inaugural um, episode? <laughs> Did I say that right? <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, so let's do some shout outs. Um, Josh, do you want to um, do you want to give a give a plug to War on the Mountain and any shout outs, mate? Yeah, yeah. So uh, just a shout out to the boys from um, Crouchhammer. Uh, <laughs> we're sort of turned into uh, sort of I don't know we're running a second tournament this year so we're running War Under the Mountain in March there's still tickets available that's going to be in orange uh, for people who don't like the idea of travelling three hours out from Sydney um, we're running another event called Crush Hammer GT and that'll be in Bathurst uh, in either September or October oh, um, cool. and yeah so it's what an hour and 45 minutes or something from Sydney. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you can't make it out for uh, War Under the Mountain, just pop out for Crutch Hammer GT and we'll uh, lay on the the country hospitality, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be up there. I'll be, I'm coming over War Under the Mountain, so. Oh, good. Is Wilson coming? Um, Maybe. I think I there's think a maybe. A... I think he's got, a, he's got some stuff. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. He's got to defend his piss rack award. <laughs> yeah. I hope he does. I, I think uh, he, he might. I think he might be. Yeah, no. yeah. Be, be good to have you out there anyway. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. All right, um, Craig, do any shout-outs, mate? Any plugs? Um, uh, I'm not really doing a lot, but um, give a shout-out to, like, Lords of Ruin. We're not, we're not very public-y group, but we're... We're still around the place, doing yeah. whatever. Playing playing at a game center in Campbelltown, which is pretty good. Yeah, like an arcade and everything. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. See, I'm um, Deke's pumping that a bit on online. Um, it's a monthly meetup. Yeah, the first first Sunday of the month in uh, Campbelltown. Yeah, that's the Hall of Heroes in Campbelltown. And not Hall of Heroes. Um, it's the game center. It's, it's um, the game center. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just up the street. It used to be Game Traders, but they. Ah, uh, okay, cool. All right, yep, yep. So yeah. Sydney, Sydney siders, try and get your ass down there um, every now and then. I'm gonna, I should, I should try and get my ass up there as well. It's not that far from Goldman. It's only come um, probably an hour and a half, maybe around forty five. Yeah, yeah. I think so. we're gonna try and get to one too as a club. So yeah, yeah. yeah like, cool. It is a small event, but isn't it two games? Yeah. Two, it's two games over the like the day, isn't it? Two three hour games for or yeah. something. Yeah, so it's pretty. Yeah, it's, ca- it's cash hang out. It's like on a main street of Campbelltown as well, so there's food everywhere. And mm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, good. All right. Um, Chris, any shout-outs? <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, I'll shout-out Scott <laughs> Wyatt. He's uh, doing an event tomorrow at uh, Burley Brawl down at, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. down at his store in Burley, so I think he's got 26 people for a one for a one day. Should be pretty good. Um, nice, very I, good. I'm on the wait list. I don't think I'm going. Um, I've just messaged him just to see if I'm potentially getting up very early in the morning to drive down there and go play. But um, yeah, if not, shout out Scott for putting on events. And uh, yeah, hopefully it won't be too long before I can get to another actual event. I think the next one for me is probably uh, 
hopefully Henry's event contest of Fools um, on the 1st of April in, up in Toowoomba. Um, but oh, again, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think I'm on the yeah. wait list for that um, as I didn't get in quite quite quick enough. I didn't want to yeah. just as- assume after CanCon that I could go away so soon. So I, uh, I didn't ask for permission until a bit late in the day. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what there's quite you, a lot on. Um, to shout out? Yeah, um, I want to shout out the Golden Gamers Guild, Wilso. And shout out Wilso, <laughs> the, le- the legend himself. Um, shout out Brant as well, and um, just the local scene in um, very, very fledgling AOS scene in um, Goulburn. Um, so try and help build that. Uh, I'm running a one day event on the 18th of March called Goulburn Smash or Goulburn Smash. Um, so this is the second one. So Goulburn Smash 2, and it's in conjunction with the Goulburn Games um, Hobby Shop. And we're running the event at the Goulburn Comic Con. So Goulburn's got its own Comic Con. And this, I think this might be the second year that I know of at least, but it's um, it's a one-day event, 18th of March. So you've got everything from cosplay, um, artist alley, stalls, tabletop games, card games, casual board board gaming, all that sort of stuff. It's basically Goulburn's version of CanCon. So um yeah so if you're if you're free that weekend um local sydney um anywhere from any anywhere near and far come check it out and um tickets go on sale tomorrow morning so it's friday night uh 17th of feb uh tomorrow morning um saturday 18th of feb nine o'clock tickets go live um originally it was going to cap it at 20 but um we had like a sort of register your interest uh thing in the lead up to um to it all and i think agency might got the highest amount of interest um so we put it up to 40 for one day or so we'll see if we can see if we can smack that um i think i think we've got four or five folks going down from crotch hammer so oh sweet yeah Yeah. awesome yeah (laughs) yeah i think they um the organizers said that they had 36 registered interest interest for the um edge sigma tournament that's that was the highest out of um like bolt action um, 40k heresy. Um, there's a few other. I think, yeah, I think that's it. 40k heresy, bolt action, sigma. Um, you, I think they got a Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh tournament as well. Anyway, yeah. So, but I think, yeah, just sigma smash it. We, yeah, we got it. You're gonna so need, we'll, to, dro- you're gonna need so we, to drive up to Padstow and go raid the terrain and mats. I think I might actually have to do that. <laughs> we can send. How much do you need? Um. Depends on how uh, if we if we sell out, I'll probably need like we've got thirty uh, tables ready to go, pretty much. So, all oh, right. Well, I'm, I'm we'll probably, send somebody our boys. All right, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, we'll see how we go tomorrow. If we sell out tomorrow, then yeah, I'm definitely going to need <laughs> yeah, no. some extra some extra help. So yeah, cool. Oh, good to know. Thanks, man. Awesome. Good. Solved. Have to worry <laughs> about anything now. <laughs> cool. All right. All right, shall, shall we leave it there, fellas? Sounds good. Yeah. No All right. Well, thanks thanks for joining us, Josh. Thanks for joining us, Craig. It's been an honour to have you on the show with us. Um, no worries. Thank you for and having it's, me. Yeah, our, our pleasure. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, so let's uh, let's aim for maybe, like, do you want to do, what, what is it, the 17th of Feb? Do you want to aim for the 17th of March as for our first kind of blog post? Yep. Yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, and there's there's no no limits. So if you want to go ahead and paint a whole army in 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 one month, good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> I might have half a unit ready. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Yeah, I'll build two guys. <laughs> yeah. One dude done. <laughs> yeah, look, progress is progress. All right. <laughs> no worries. Thanks, guys. Cool. All right. Thanks all, thanks. and um, yeah, thanks for listening. And um, yeah, we'll see you on the next show.